Welcome back to J. Tom Lawler Rink on the campus of Merrimack College. Mom, Mike Mackney with John Leahy. We're the score here at the end of the first period. It's UNH2, Merrimack, nothing. Tonight's first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers. They're an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. So make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or a delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and in Salem, New Hampshire. Our guest here in the first intermission, Mark Pilates, head scout for New England for no, NeutralZone.net. And, uh, Mark, first of all, uh, this first period here seemed like early on not a lot in the way of shots on goal, but some good chances for both teams that didn't result in uh, in shots on goal. Merrimack in particular had a shot that hit the pipe. I thought it might have even been deflected on the way in. Uh, they also had a two-on-one, which was broken up on a nice play by UNH defenseman Richard Boyd. So chances there for Merrimack that go by the boards, and then UNH gets two goals in less than two minutes, and just like that, it's a 2 nothing game. Exactly, and uh, one of the benefits of replay is um, looking at the shot that Merrimack took. Um, it initially hit the right post and then came out and hit the left post before it came back out. So um, there were a couple of folks who came down to take a look to see if it, in fact, did go in the net. And optical illusion-wise, just from my position um, in the press box, it looked like it had, but when we took a look at it, it just went right across that goal line and bounced right back out again. Well, so we're talking with Mark here, again, as mentioned, uh, from NeutralZone.net. Why don't you tell the folks what NeutralZone is? Absolutely. So it's an amateur hockey recruiting website, and the majority of what we do is all across North America, we provide coverage of um, amateur hockey athletes from the ages of uh, 14 through 21, and obviously those are primarily college age, so our um, target demographic are um, college scouts or college coaches, as well as major junior and NHL as well. We have a number of those, those folks who subscribe to our website, and we have a whole bunch of scouts, I believe 35 now or 40, that are on our staff that are going throughout North America watching those amateur games. And you are the head scout here for New England. Uh, wh what are your duties then? Absolutely. So most of what I do is located pretty much in New Hampshire and Massachusetts. Most of the best players that are in the uh, Northeast and for some degree some of the folks from Minnesota and other areas tend to come here to play, especially either in the summer or on season. So um, I tend to go to see those teams pretty regularly. Most of what I'm doing now is focusing on Mass High School. We just launched our Mass Hockey website, and so I am the director there. So a lot of what I'm doing in season is watching Mass High School games. Well, how do you get to that, then, the Mass High, high School hockey site? So um, basically you can go to NeutralZone.net, um, as you mentioned before, and there is a section where you can choose either our Neutral Zone prep site, we cover prep hockey as well, or you can choose Mass High School, which is the site that I run. And you can take a look on there. We have every team in Division 1, 2, 3, and 3A. You can take a look to all of them. We have um, photos. We have rosters. We have heights and weights. We have a whole bunch of things, including box scores that no one else has. Interesting stuff. So, uh, you know, I guess tell us, you know, what what's what's going on right now? What are the big big stories, or uh, you, you know, the, the the big situations going on with with respect to, to scouting? Well, I think some of the big things is you take a look at recruiting, and it's just changed so much, even in a short span of time. I mean, obviously, ten to twenty years ago, things were very different than they are now. But you take a look at the landscape now, and you have a number of schools that are looking to you know grab the best athletes, and they can get so many of them at the same time, especially when there isn't really any limitation on the age that you're able to bring these kids in. So you're seeing some schools who have 10, 15, even upwards of 25 to 30 recruits on their um, on their list. But, you know, then it's an up, an up to them to choose which ones they feel like are the best fit for their university or, or college. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of that kind of, um, you know, they're trying to hedge their bets with the best players and which ones develop the best out of that list. Do you guys maintain a list then, a list of those uh, those commit, those commitments? We do indeed. And actually, you can take a look on NeutralZone.net yet again, plug. Um, so you can go and take a look there. And we actually have rankings already up for next season's recruits and 
which schools tend to fall on the top ten. And actually, as of now, and granted, it's very, very early, but as of now, Merrimack sits sixth on that list. Sixth out of, out of all of the Division One schools? That is correct. Uh, interesting. Uh, which, If that ends up being the case, I, I think would be the highest that they've ever been. Uh, so wh- why do you have them so high? So the most of the reason is, you know, the we have our own uh, mathematics that we use, an algorithm that ter- determines, you know, where we rank a lot of these classes. So in our case, it's really beneficial when you're bringing in more athletes. So in our case, you know, if you take a look at Merrimack, they're targeted to bring in a number of players next year, um, regardless of, you know, how many folks are on the team right now. But, you know, because the, they have so many players and their star rankings are consistently above, we rank from between one to five stars, five being the best. Many of the players that Merrimack is bringing in are 3.75 stars and above. So that is a higher ranking than they've had in the past, and that's why we have them ranked so highly. Interesting. Uh, all right, so UNH here in this game as well. I'm sure we've got some folks tuned in or UNH fans. Where do they stand on those rankings? Um, they're a little bit lower because, if I recall correctly, and granted I haven't taken a look at them in um, about a week or so time, but last I, ch- I checked for UNH, I believe they were in the middle tier um, because they're bringing in a fair number of kids, but I don't think the same volume, especially as a team that's rebuilding and has a new coach. So I think there is uh, a few, a bit fewer there, but their star ranking is equally pretty much around the same level, around 3.7. 3.5, 3.50, it's pretty much right in that same ballpark. So the next question I think, uh, you know, from my, what I think of when, when I hear this is, uh, so, so these are the rankings that you guys have put, you know, and, and I know you're one of, you know, a number of uh, people or organizations that are doing this kind of thing, ranking the players, and, and then it's a question of what happens when they actually get there, right? So do, do you keep track, this would be of interest to me, do you keep track of, you know, yes, okay, we, we had this player ranked here, you know, let's say, you know, he said 3.75 or whatever, and, and then but by, by the time he got to college, he well, he turned out to be a four and a half, or, or he turned out to be a three. You know, do you keep track of things like that to see like how close are you and what ends up actually happening? Oh, absolutely. So one of the things that we do is the rankings are not fixed. So like it's one year in your one ranking. The rankings are constantly shifting and constantly changing. So you can evolve and continue to move up and up and up the ranks depending on how well you play and or what we see in the tournaments that we scout. So this is still talking about before they get to college. Correct. But however, after they get to college. That's not the end of the road because obviously they're looking towards the NHL draft and looking to go in the professional ranks. We continue to track the players all the way up to the point where they get towards NHL age and before they get to signing because we cover the draft, the NHL draft as well, and we and we're tweeting out rankings of the kids as they're getting drafted by rank by rank. Right. So, so is the cutoff then when they're drafted? Do you stop at that point, or are you still even following those players? We're definitely still following the players, but for the most part, once they've gone professional, you know they're a little bit further outside of the realm of the folks that tend to really subscribe to us because a lot. A lot of the folks are looking for amateurs, so once you cease to become an amateur and you become a pro, that usually is the cutoff line for us. So let me give you an example. We'll have to go in a minute, but give me an example from each of these teams here, UNH and Merrimack, of maybe a player that's here now and maybe something interesting that's happening. You know, maybe they've jumped a lot, for example, in the rankings since they've been here or since they've come to the school. Well, I could say you know, with, with confidence that, especially if you look at Merrimack, I think Chase Grisok has really been um, a high riser for us, and it's one thing that we noted um, right around the time that he was first recruited, and coming into Merrimack, he was actually one of the top um, 98 birth year players that we had coming into school. So I believe he was in the top 10 of our 1998 birth rank list. And we have a number of players actually that Merrimack has recruited this year who are also high on that list as well. I believe Ben Brar was on that list in the hundreds somewhere. And I think it might have been Reagan Kimmins or one other player was on that list as well. Um, and then you also had um, UNH has a number of successful players as well that have really risen up the ranks. Marcus Vela being one, but I think um, Angus Crookshank has really started to make um, a bit of an impact. Obviously you could see his from his play and his staff 
that line that he started to move up the rankings as well. All right, Mark, thanks a lot for your time. We certainly appreciate it. Neutralzone.net. Why don't you give out the Twitter as well? Absolutely. So you can find me at mbilotta, M-B-I-L-O-T-T-A, or you can check us out at underscore neutral underscore zone. We are there as well. All right, Mark, thanks for your time. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, good work you guys do. We'll talk to you again down the road. Most definitely. Thank you very much, Mike. Mark Villotta here uh, in our first intermission head scout uh, for New England at neutralzone.net. The score after one is UNH2, Merrimack nothing. John and I will be back with more to recap the first period and more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.